0: with another edition of the intentional foul. Josh and Dan, we appreciate you listening. Feedback is always welcome on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Your chances are more than likely you're Facebook friends with us. You could do that probably. You, you can you can send us feedback. If you have not subscribed, please do wherever podcasts are found, tell your friends.
1: Unless you guys hate unless you hate like us and don't want to be friends with us on Facebook. Right, the
0: way Howard Stern got up. Yeah. Most most common reason I want to see what they'll say next in a bad way. Right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we're coming off a Sunday where it's kind of odd, but you didn't watch any football. You were kidding when you said you were kinda of done with football.
1: Well yeah, and I it was
0: just not uh, gonna devote much time.
1: Opportunity to get one more uh One more golf outing in. I had a little scramble I played in yesterday that started at 10. I didn't get home until about the fourth quarter of the Bear game, which I was perfectly fine with. Picked a good
0: day for it, that's for sure. Nice day for golf. Definitely. So we got, uh, what else do we have on the docket here? We'll talk Packers and Bears, obviously. We'll uh, we'll look around the league. We'll do the Week 9 matchups. Uh, We'll look at the World Series. Badgers is going to be really quick, again, just because they got their doors blown off. And then uh, fresh off of your big NBA preview uh,
1: edition. I hope Yeah, that all of probably three people well, listen to. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Um, my broadcast partner for football, Bill O'Leary, uh, said that uh, when he listened to our one from last week, not your NBA preview, uh, he likened you to Colin Cowherd.
1: Oh, okay. Why is that?
0: I don't know whether that's a compliment or just, I don't know, the way some of your opinions sound. um I don't know how aggressive you feel about something. I didn't ask him to elaborate. Hmm. I was too busy laughing. Okay.
1: All right. Well, so whatever.
0: He's he's in major markets, so Yeah, I don't I don't
1: I don't kiss the Packers ass. So no. if that makes me Colin Cowherd, I guess then I Apparently gotta be that guy. That's
0: what it is. So yeah. but hey, Coach O was listening, so Good. that so Good. that that's kinda cool. You wanna
1: start with the Bears, or you wanna start with the Packers? It doesn't matter to me, man. You saw you saw more than I did, so
0: I turned it off at the half. I needed to get some sleep heading into another week. Of doing the solo morning show. So I I saw, I I knew I was going to go to bed and I knew it was a toss up. Right then, when I went to bed, the momentum looked to be in Kansas City's favor. Um, The defense was looking sketchy, giving up big plays to fast guys, courtesy of Matt Moore. Um, But Andy Reid clearly had the team prepared. I saw some second-half highlights where where Rodgers pulled some things absolutely out of his ass, Um, and the running backs continue to play a huge game, which makes me wonder, and I think it it makes Packer fans wonder, these guys were there last year, and they weren't used at all. And I don't know whether that's now the last couple of weeks the product of Adams being out and Lafleur wanting to lean on the running backs and attack the linebackers via – uh, his guy's out of the backfield. He's even split Jones out a couple of times, split Williams out, but um, I don't know. It just seems like to me, and this is a good thing, that Lafleur is getting more out of these guys, whether it's his system or whether they've improved or whether they're just being in the right place at the right time than the previous regime.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um I I do think that the last couple of weeks, probably with Adams being out, you've seen Roger throwing to his backs a lot more than he has in in past years. I mean, last year Jones was hurt. He had some yep. fumble issues. He was it was was he a rookie last year?
0: I think it was. geez, I don't even know. Or if it was his second year, yeah, he barely he, he barely that. played as yep. a
1: rookie, so he was relatively inexperienced. So I'm not. I think we can say now that he is a good player. Yeah, you know he's a top probably ten running back in football right
0: now. I mean he's leading the league right behind, and right in front of uh, Christian McCaffrey, right in total touchdowns.
1: So you know he's having a good year, and yeah, I'm sure you know they they're scheming to get him the ball because for sure he, right now you know with Adams out he really is their only true playmaker. You know I mean the other guys can can they're, do they're some stuff, stuff, but yeah, they're not. Right. You're not going to give Geronimo Allison the ball and <laughs> ask him to make plays. You just hope he catches it. That's
0: Right. You know. That's from toad hit him hit you right in the hands right in front of your face and then bounce off into the hands of a defensive back. Right. Um, but I mean and, and it's really surprised me that Williams is the banger of the two and he's got soft hands and he's doing really cool things out of the backfield too. I mean, these guys are two legitimate threats. I mean, it takes me back to the times that, you know, you had Ryan Grant out of the backfield and you had Amon Green out of the back. I mean, those guys caught passes and they were really, really um, valuable in the passing game, and for whatever reason, we got away from that because Eddie Lacy couldn't catch anything if you threw to him except it was a box of Twinkies.
1: Well, I think if you're a Packer fan, you're hoping that this combo is reminiscent of the Bennett-Levins combo yeah. where you kind of had Bennett was the smasher and Levens was a little bit more versatile in the passing game. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think either of these guys are as good as those guys yet. Well, no. Um, but you know, if you're a Packer fan, I think that's probably your hope.
0: Well, as long as Adams is going to be out, I mean, and I'll be curious to see whether they then they focus on him when they get back. Because to me, it'd be a big mistake to to go away from whatever you're doing right now. Because when these receivers get get open and and they're covering the running backs, they're catching the ball. I mean, you've got Kumro, you've got you know Valdez, Scantling, you've got Allison. Um, the tight ends are getting worked in a little bit, but other than that, it's Jones and Williams, they're carrying stuff and it you've got so many more options now that for some reason the last couple of years just weren't being utilized.
1: Yeah, and you know, you got to give the guys uh we talked about it a little bit I think last week or the week before, um, you know, the individual improvement of the player, yeah. you know, Kumaro um has made some really nice catches this year that he probably couldn't or wouldn't have made last year. Um, you know, same with uh, I can't remember the kid again who uh, number thirteen who got the touchdown a couple of weeks ago who Rogers oh, lobby to get in the game Alan Lazard you know so guys yep. like that that are that are making plays and you know that's that's one of those things it's kind of a function sometimes of who you play with oh for sure where you know and and not to get into a do do people like Aaron Rodgers and blah 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 oh. blah when you play with a great player you want to do well for that player because oh, if you have a brain in your head you can look around the league and go boy i could be playing i could be allen robinson <laughs> and have Trubisky throwing at my feet i yeah. could i could be um you know a guy the the guy uh catching passes for andy dalton you know what whoever it might yep. be so um there's a lot of factors that go into it. You know, you got to give these guys credit; they're making some plays.
0: Game was closer than it should have been. I mean, the defense, even with Savage back, clearly there's still problems. They have a problem with speed. They have a problem with tackling, um, and they just right now they're giving up big plays. And I don't, I don't know what's happening. They're getting a little dinged up. It seems that like Zaydarius Smith is hurt. Every series, Mm -hmm. but he always comes back in, Mm -hmm. he gets hurt, but then he comes back in and that's great. I would rather have him come back in than not, but I just, I don't know the, 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 the consistency and the domination that you saw in the first couple of weeks has now just kind of worn off.
1: Yeah. And I'm not shocked. I mean, now you've got, you've got tape on these guys, you got half season's worth of, of, game film to kind of study from. And, um, you know, the Packers have been really pretty fortunate this year with their injuries, with the exception of Savage. On the defensive side, um, yeah, we'll we'll see if that stays true to form. I mean, we normally, still got eight games, what, right. nine games, eight games Half, left. Halfway done, seven. So so, yep. You know, there's a lot of football left to be played. No, normally at this
0: point of the season, you'd have a quarter year starters out for sure. You know? And
1: mo- most teams, not just the Packers, no. and, and they've they've been they've been healthy on their O line. And they've been healthy right. defensively. And yep. that's kind of been the yeah. shift.
0: Bulaga got beat for his first sack all year. Um, and like you and I were just talking about before we hit record. I mean, the Chiefs defense, other than a pass rush. They got nothing. Not much there. No. But they were after Rodgers a lot. And they forced him to to throw the ball away. They forced him to keep it too long. Um, and they just made him uncomfortable uh, a lot of the time. So, I mean, game they should have won. Game they should have won probably a lot more. But. Again, you and I were talking. Andy Reid designed some strategies and game plans that didn't make Matt Moore need to throw the ball 50 times.
1: Yeah, I mean, he makes mediocre or average quarterbacks look better. I mean, he got Kevin Cobb paid, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, that's almost as impressive. I mean... Him getting Kevin Cobb paid and McCarthy getting Matt Flynn paid are two go. of the more impressive things. That yep. and, and Belichick getting Castle paid. Those three guys um, have been able to do that. But, yeah, I mean.
0: Where is Matt Castle now? He might be
1: coaching high school football okay. with Matt Moore because <laughs> that's where he was three you're weeks right, ago. That's right. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, you know, coaches – are. you're like you said, they, they put him in in position to, to not fail. They're not no. asking him to be Pat Mahomes. No. You know, and a lot of coaches are stubborn, and they're like, we run this, you got to do this, what he did. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's why I'm, I'm the backup for a right. reason. exactly. You know?
0: No, it's, I mean, and that you just saying that was really, it really triggered in my mind, and not to get uber local, but when I talked to the Milton head coach before their game against Lacrosse Central, their, their playoff game, You're coming into a new system. You're evaluating what you have. If you're normally a systems guy, you try and plug the pieces into where they fit the best. And Coach Weddigan said, I'm not a systems guy. I looked at what I got and I designed a system to maximize what they had. Right. And I think that's probably the best way to coach because Absolutely. it allows you so much more flexibility rather than just try and plug pieces that may not fit. Right. And I think that's a little bit what Andy Reid did with Matt Moore. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do what you need to do to keep us in the game and maximize everybody else around you. I'm not going to make you go win the game for us because that would have turned out horrifically i think yeah um because i i think i saw his first pass and it was just a little out route towards the sideline it was like five yards off just a little 10 yard up and out mm-hmm. <laughs> he sailed it why did i'm going man this is going to be a really long game for this guy if you can't make that right but um green bay seven and one i said it this morning i'm just i'm just hesitant i'm not i'm not all in yet I'm not there because it seems like when you look at the schedule there's something that's been up with each of these teams outside of maybe the Cowboys. And when you when the Packers play them, it's like
1: you're either you're catching them at the right time yeah, or or
0: something's wrong with them or we we get a couple of plays where it's like okay, we don't get that and maybe we're in trouble or a couple of calls like you you know you you've mentioned over the last couple of weeks so it's like Okay, you're 7-1, and one and that's that's pretty pretty You only got one loss, and, and the Eagles whooped you but gave you a chance to win at the end. But now you're looking, I mean, even looking forward, I mean, the Panthers just got pounded on by the 49ers. You've got the Chargers next. They went into Chicago and won by one. The Bears should have beat them. And now you're looking at this road trip to L.A., and you're like, well, oh, that's winnable. Mm-hmm. You get Carolina at home before the bye, and I'm not sold on the 49ers, even though they put up 51 on Carolina. But that not saying that that game in San Francisco after the bye isn't winnable either. So you're you're looking at some of these teams and their body of work so far this season. Like it's not crazy to think you might wind up with only three or four losses at the end of the season if things keep going the way they're
1: going. Yeah, I I think I think it's either two or three. I don't think they're going to lose four games. Okay. I mean I I don't see them going what they'd go 5 and 3 in the second half. No. I mean unless unless what we talked about if if some guys get banged up and miss games. They got
0: to go to Detroit, they got to go to Minnesota. Yep. They get the Bears at home. Um I don't know who's on the rest of them. I know they're, you know, they got San Francisco as Chargers, well. Chargers
1: San Francisco. Um, and then after the
0: bye I'm not sure past the three divisional opponents yeah. and then and then the Niners, but I know they they got yeah. So I, I'm again, I'm not I'm not all there yet just because of the defense, but, man, I like the offense. I like the way that Lafleur has planned things out. Everybody seems to be happy, and that's a product of winning. If you're doing these things and you're losing, then it's probably an issue. But so long as you're winning, winning cures a lot of things. Well, here's the main question, though.
1: Who's the most valuable Aaron? Mm. Well... Rodgers or Jones? Mm. Who's who? Who's higher in the MVP conversation today?
0: Today, I think who
1: sh- and who sh- who is and who should be.
0: Rodgers is the higher, but Jones should be should be, um, because I mean I think you when you lead the league in total touchdowns, obviously the guy's getting you the ball, um, but I think that's probably for namesake only that he's that Rodgers is in that conversation. But right now, I think you can be as successful, not, well, not as successful, but I think you can still be successful if Jones isn't there and you have to go with somebody else and and you still get that game plan. I don't know whether you're going to, whether you're going to win as many games, but I think the more indispensable player is Aaron Rodgers. Sure,
1: of course. So I,
0: I think that's the way I measure that. You take either of those two guys out, what gives you a better chance to win? Jones being gone, obviously. Sure. So, um, but I, I think the way well, that they're utilizing him is excellent
1: and it's a you know it, it's like the heisman it's a quarterback award a running right, back's right, not right. going to win it, a win an mvp unless they yep. rush for 2500 yards or get 30 touchdowns but i think this season the most valuable guy on the packers this season mm-hmm. is probably ben jones i mean especially when you consider that adams has missed 3 games right. um you know he's Done a good job of picking up the slack. And you and I both talked about it earlier in the year. We don't know. Is he is he, is he good? Is he kind of good? Is he overrated? Um, you know, I think to his credit, he's put himself in the conversation as a top. I don't think he's top five mm-hmm. running back, but a top ten running back in football.
0: Well, the way they're using him is awesome. So, yeah. um, Green Bay off to L.A. to take on the Chargers uh, this week. All right. Chargers and Bears. <laughs> I watched a little bit of that game and then I got a text message at the end that was ha 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 space ha 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 ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like okay something just happened yeah yeah and then and then I turned and I turned the TV on and you had you had texted me about what just happened and I just it's like even when I talk with 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 Michael cuz he said his wife was going to was going to kick his ass cuz that happened and he just started laughing probably like you and it's like I'm past the point of feeling bad for franchises
1: like the oh, Brown- you should never feel bad for I a do. franchise. I do. No,
0: I feel bad for the Browns. No, I do because now that this stuff starts to happen, it's like, geez, what, these are
1: professional teams. What
0: else can happen to you guys,
1: though? Well, they found they found a new way to lose. I mean,
0: how do you keep finding new ways? It's amazing. It's a talent. <laughs> it's a talent. I don't. I don't get it.
1: So right. I, I'm, I'm sitting. <laughs> like I said, I got home in the fourth. Yeah. I'm I'm driving home from the golf course, and I and I. I hear Trubisky throw the pick at the beginning of the fourth quarter, which even the guys on the radio were like, "Oh my god, that was just <laughs> awful throw." And these are the hometown radio right. guys. Then I get home, and as I get home, I'm watching him then fumble, and then the whole debacle at the end with with Nagy and and kneeling the ball instead of trying to get closer, you know. And and this is just one of those things where it's like. You've had kicking problems. They're well-documented. Well. You've brought in a rookie kicker. Yes. You're asking him to kick a 40-plus yarder in the wind, in Soldier Field, in a game-winning situation. Why not try to make it a 30-yarder?
0: Afraid you're going to fumble. Yeah. Didn't want to risk a fumble. That, so, that was his reasoning.
1: I, As soon as the game's over, I, I had to go to Twitter just because it's – usually comedy gold
0: bears radio post game is always kind bears monday on the score is always awesome yeah i have not taken in bears twitter
1: so this is from our our um our good everybody's good friend mr mr michael wilbon Mm -hmm. does the bears head coach want us to ask again if he's an idiot Because I know I'd answer him. He won't run a play to get his kicker closer? Did the same idiot thing last year in Miami that caused a loss. Had time to run it and spike it or call time. Idiotic indeed. People don't want to hear this, but the Bears have a much bigger problem than Trubisky. The head coach is the bigger problem. Curious how an offensive genius could turn down chances to get his kicker a chip shot and instead just let the clock run down. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy who's supposed to be an offensive genius who is constantly calling gimmick plays and wide receiver screens and trying to play football going east and west instead of north and south. I don't understand it. I mean, at least they finally this week ran the ball and ran it effectively with Montgomery. I think he had like 130 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you've now seen that you can do that. Um, That's why you drafted the kid. But at the end of the day, it's the same shit. It's just a different Sunday with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, Trubisky is um, underwhelming. He uh, again can't get them in the end zone. It's field goals um, through. He has started five games. He started six and finished five games this year. He has five touchdown passes. Five. Three of them were in one game against the Redskins, who are maybe the, who are the second worst team in football. Ahead of Miami. Bengals? Uh, okay, tied for second worst. <laughs> and then the other two touchdowns were last week against New Orleans in straight garbage time. Those are his touchdown yeah. passes this year. Um, yesterday was the first time all season they went over 300 total yards on offense. This is where this team is didn't they eight, just, weeks in, eight weeks into the season. Didn't
0: they outgain them in, in offensive category? They, I'm pretty sure they did. They had
1: the ball for 40 minutes and oh, lost. Again, time of possession. And lost. So that's what I'm saying. They're finding new ways to lose. Bad teams find ways to lose games. We talk about it all the time when we're doing these high school basketball games. And, you know, it's just when you can't get out of your own way and you're overthinking it and you're trying to get too cute, it's going to burn you. It's going to burn you. Um the decision make it, it shows that he obviously has no confidence in his offense, yeah or, he, or especially his quarterback He
0: was asked about that in the post game, and I played a cut the, the, this morning on it, and he said it had nothing to do with confidence of offense. He even said in the post game he said there was never even a thought to pass, there was never even a thought to run, which made me think like, well, why not?
1: Well, he said, yeah, with, with the run, he said, there's the chance to fumble. There's a chance of something on every Every play. play. You can, okay. You you, have the chance of the field goal going to get blocked. Or a bad snap. There's a hundred things that could happen. You you can't play football. You can't coach scared.
0: You're going to take the easiest way to do it, and that's just put it in the hands of your kicker and basically flip a coin to see if he makes it or not. I heard,
1: I was listening to uh, Simmons and Cousin Sal today, and Sal came up with a, he had a great question and a great point. He said, you know, and, I, and I'll use a little bit of, of a different analogy, but, like, we have, like, more than 32 people in this country that could, like, fly a fighter jet or build a nuclear missile. Why can't we find 32 people that can kick a football?
0: Think of how many colleges there are. It's unbelievable. And, and D1... Whether it be FBS or FCS, D2, D3, there's a lot of people that can do this. You only need 32 of them out of how many hundred, and you can't find 32 that can do it reliably. I mean,
1: you can kind of understand that we can't get 32 good quarterbacks because there's just so much. You just kick it. That's it.
0: I'm sure we're undervaluing the science and the mechanics well, look, and all that I, stuff, but of still. Of course there's just the pressure aspect. Numbers. Yes. Sheer numbers alone. Yes.
1: Of course there's the pressure aspect and you know, I get that. Everybody reacts to those kind of things differently. That's fine. But you know, and it's not just the Bears. You see it year after year, different teams. The Packers went through it a couple years with Crosby mm-hmm. where these guys, they just can't make kicks and they're not it's not like uh the kid yesterday, they weren't asking him to kick a 60-yarder. I mean, no. a 41-yarder is a very makeable kick for a yeah, professional. That's right. Um, and he missed one earlier in the game. He doinked one from, yep. like, 35 yards. I it's like it you goal. you, you have to make those. Yeah. I don't care what team I'm talking about. you got to make those kicks. So
0: how much dedicated time are you going to give to him going forward?
1: Um, well, they're, I mean, the season's over. They can't make the playoffs. There's no way. If you just look at the te- the other teams in the NFC, um, go ahead, run them down. Well, you've got the Niners at seven and zero, the Saints and Packers seven and one, and Dallas four and three. Those are your four division leaders. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to win the division. So now you have to get one of the two wild cards. Seattle and Minnesota are six and two. The Rams are five and three. Carolina four and three. Lions three three and one. Phillies four and four. And the Bears play Philly this week.
0: And everybody, all of those teams are ahead of
1: them. All of those teams are ahead of them all of those teams are better than them with maybe the exception of the lions. Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Um, but no, this is, this team's not making the playoffs. Um, they're going to use the rest of the season to, I think, evaluate whether or not they can keep Trubisky. I mean, he came out and Nagy came out and said today that they're not benching him. They're going to keep playing him. And I'm fine with that. I really am because, um, the best case scenario as a bear fan, he's a disaster they wave goodbye they go get somebody else and they get a very high draft pick again in the draft because um
0: so you're talking in 2 years
1: well i mean they could you could but you're going to have to go
0: get somebody else that's probably not going to improve your team this next year if if you wave goodbye chances are
1: um i mean it depends who's available i i think i think and i i believe this with teams like cleveland tampa the bears the Bills, I think those teams should draft a quarterback every year. I saw Not that. necessarily maybe a first-rounder. I saw
0: a tweet today, whether you need one
1: or not. I think they should draft one every year because these guys are so flaky where you can have a good year like Trubisky last year, but you're really not any good. You can have a Case Keenum year, but you're really not very good. Mm-hmm. And these teams get burned by investing all this money in the quarterback because you have to. I would like to have a little more flexibility there and have some options, but... um. I the Bears need the the other thing other than the quarterback that that team is in dire need of is playmakers. They do not have playmakers. Um, you know, Tariq Cohen, I like him, but he's five foot six. It's just, you know, you just you're at the end of the year you're limited in what you can give. Yep. Allen Robinson's a good receiver, but he's a possession guy. Um and Cordero Patterson, I mean, yeah, he'll run a kickback once or twice a year, but okay.
0: Tired of seeing him in the Wildcat. Big
1: deal, you know. Um, they need they need more they need more offensive talent. They don't have it. Um the season's over. They also I don't, need an offensive line. They do. They need a lot Badly. of stuff on offense. Um their defenses look like shit the last couple weeks. They were okay yesterday, I, I from what I saw, but they're not turning anybody over like they did last year, and they're certainly not turning that into points. Um, I, it's almost like...
0: They should be well-rested. They're well, getting
1: time of possession the last couple of
0: games. Well, this, they're,
1: this game. They're, they're off the, the field. The, the Saint game, they were on the field oh, for right. 40 minutes. But I think it's almost one of those things defensively where they don't want to take any risks because they know they can't score. So it's like, we got to keep trying to field goal field goal right. this to death where we can't we can't have Kyle fuller gambling for a pick and and leave something exposed where if you get behind 14 to nothing in the bear game they're done it's over <laughs> they can't even barely score 14. <laughs> so
0: I, I don't know why I'm it's just well I
1: you don't, I mean you asked me yesterday I, like does it get old is I it did, comical yes. and I'm just like I,
0: it, well, when you're laughing about that stuff and about, like, Bears. Like, even one of my buddies that I used to work with uh, over at uh, ESPN 1380 when it was still around, he's a big Bear fan. All he did was post after after the field goal miss was was <laughs> you, your text message. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. He's a Bear fan. He wants to see him win, but it's, com-
1: it's comical. Well, it's like being a comedian. It's like making fun of yourself as a comedian. Like, you have to be able to laugh at the oh. ineptitude of the franchise. I mean you know wow. they just can't figure out the main the main two things you have to figure out which is the coach and the quarterback they can they they either have one right. or the other but they never have both
0: working in harmony no, no i understand so, all right so they got the eagles this week all right yeah yeah all right uh you already gave the NFC playoff picture uh your your division leaders are the patriots they stayed unbeaten Eight zero, not really a tough game against the Browns. They've played
1: one team over five hundred, and it's Buffalo, who's no good.
0: Do they have a second half of the schedule that's harder? A little bit, little like bit. How how are they? How are they a Super Bowl caliber team and not playing a hard schedule? I don't. I don't. That's supposed to not. That's not supposed to happen unless no. all the other teams that were supposed to be good now suck.
1: Anyway. Well, that's kind of what's happened. Man,
0: Colts are five and two. Ravens are five and two. Baltimore had a buy this week, yeah. I did in yep. they? Okay, and then the Chiefs are five and three, coming off that loss from Green Bay. Uh, your other wild card contenders: Buffalo, a very surprising five and two.
1: I see. I just think had the, their second loss. I think they'll be about six and five here in a couple weeks. Okay. I don't think that team's very good.
0: Uh, J.J. Watt done for the season. Houston is five and three. I was talking to Michael about this because he gave me the heads up on Watt. He's ended up on IR four out of the last or
1: three out of the last four seasons. He's the NFL's version of Derrick Rose. Yeah, great player, very athletic, could have been an all-timer, can't stay on the field. He
0: played in all, last year was his year where he played in all 16 games. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the last few years, it's like you're just waiting. And I have a feeling he's just going to be one of these guys who has the heart and he has the mind to play and keep playing, and his body won't let him. Right. Because he just keeps getting injured. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's he, what did Kyle Long have like last season or the last offseason? He had like three surgeries in a row. Mm-hmm. He does to take care of everything. I yeah. need this, I need that, I need that. Yep. Like, that's JJ Watt. Yeah. You're just going to get all this stuff
1: done. I wonder if sometimes guys like him get a little too big.
0: You know, I was kind of thinking like too too big for the own frame. I mean, to, frame. Te-
1: to tear your pack just tackling a guy. I mean, well, Packers, I don't know.
0: The Packers uh, drafted the Orin Burks, their, their middle linebacker, he tried to do an arm tackle. In the opening game of preseason, yeah. I think it was in the first play. And he tore his pectoral muscle. I mean, a, a little bit. It he happens, but, back. I but I but, mean... But Watt is one of those guys, if you look at... He's just
1: really bigger than a human supposed to be. Kind of clunky-looking. Might be a little artificial. Yes. Yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, Jacksonville's at 4-4. Four and four, And then the Titans are at 4-4. Four and four, And all that's, man... Back half of the AFC, I'm.
1: Oh, I mean, the not fact that impressed. the fact that Gardner Minshew yeah. and, and Ryan Tannehill are in the yep. playoff picture right now is yeah. The AFC compared to the NFC is extremely weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's,
0: it's, I mean, it's not. You can't even say the AFC is top heavy past New England.
1: I watched a good portion. Well, not a good portion. I watched the last quarter and a half of that Colt Bronco game, and the Colts ended up pulling it out. But yeah, like oh, two points. Man, just a bad, bad looking game, and.
0: Again, anybody past the Patriots? I think the
1: second best team in the AFC is Baltimore.
0: I'm probably with you. And again, you know, we saw it last year. Is Jackson going to get to the? I mean, are they going to make him throw and not be able to run, and then all of a sudden he's going to, you know, shit, you know, wet the bed?
1: Well, they say Belichick. If you're going to play Belichick, they always take away what you do best. Yep. So he's going to take away that scrambling ability and make him throw it. Keep you in the pocket on the road. Yeah in January in Foxborough.
0: I'm 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 not siding with Baltimore no, on that. No. All right, coming up this week starts on Thursday. Kind They're, of a pretty crappy I, week again. I haven't looked ahead to the schedule. Yeah. The Thursday night game's not blowing Maduras off, but the Niners are going to be 8-0 because they travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be an 8-0 uh at at that point for San Francisco. Uh the Texans at the Jaguars Uh, the, I mean, it's
1: a battle for first place in that division or for second place in that division. So, you know,
0: that's not, it doesn't mean anything for me, me, but I'm just saying, uh, the Vikings are at the chiefs. Do we know anything about Mahomes yet? I would
1: think that they're going to play him.
0: I I mean, mean, I mean, if he practiced and was going around and I don't know,
1: that's probably the best game of the weekend. But, But, but if that,
0: if that was gamesmanship this week, just to make them think about it you don't know whether he's really back, or they just say he was on the field.
1: Right, right.
0: I mean, they, they don't have to say anything else if it's closed to the media. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins. Yuck. Oh, wow.
1: Yuck. Black that one out, please. <laughs>
0: uh, Bears and the Eagles, as you said, that one's in Philly. Uh, the Colts at Pittsburgh.
1: Eh.
0: Titans at Carolina.
1: I don't know what to make of that Carolina team. I did not see them getting beat 50-14 to 14 or whatever it was yep. coming.
0: I just I didn't know San Francisco could lay fifty points. Well their on D anybody. their D
1: is legit. Well fine. But yeah, to to put up fifty points. Score fifty. That's in the I'm, NFL, that's tough.
0: Yeah. Um okay, so you've got the Lions at the Raiders. okay. Um Buccaneers, did they they had a buy this week, didn't they? Or did they play? No, in the they played team? and lost, I believe. Okay. Uh Bucks at the
1: Seahawks. Oh yeah, they played and lost on another one of those stupid uh ref screw-ups. Oh really? Yeah, um there was like 4 minutes left in the game and god, who the hell were they playing? I can't remember. But the whoever it was was going to kick a field goal and they botched the snap and uh Tampa picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown but they blew the whistle. Oh man. Yeah. And Bruce Arians came out today and uh, kind of went off about how the referees aren't accountable and it's something we've talked about. Yes. where he like in like he said Coaches get fired, general managers get fired, players get cut, and the referees sign a new contract that says that nobody can say anything about him.
0: I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. So the Bucs are at the Seahawks, um, the Browns at the Browns.
1: I mean, this is a desperation game for Cleveland. I mean, you've
0: got to have this one. And
1: they've already, Denver's already said Flacco's out with a neck injury, so they're going to be going up against whoever Denver's backup is, which has got to be a hell of a player if he can't beat out Joe Flacco. Um, so, yeah, this is a season-on-the-line game for the Browns, no question.
0: Packers at the Chargers. That'll be an afternoon kick, 325 on Sunday. Uh, Sunday night football will be the Patriots at the Ravens. That's a good that game. That is a, That's good, good, a game. good game. Yep. You've got to wait all week to get to a good game. Yep. Um, and then Dallas at the Giants on Monday night football. I'll, I'm fine skipping that one. Uh, yeah. I'd rather watch a really bad – I'd rather watch two bad teams than a
1: mediocre team against a bad team. Ah, you just don't want to watch Dallas. There's some truth. To that.
0: <laughs> um, the Bengals, at least they can't lose this week. Bengals have a bye, Rams, Saints, and the Falcons. What does
1: Dan Quinn have to do in Atlanta to get fired? Like, does he got some naked pictures of Arthur Bryan or something? Like, like, what the hell?
0: Maybe they're good. Maybe, yeah. They're
1: one in seven. They're a complete joke. Know. They get their ass kicked every week. I don't, I don't get it.
0: I mean, what do you. Does making a coaching change mid year do anything for you?
1: Maybe it does something to the to the morale of the team.
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, they can't be endeared to this guy.
1: You wouldn't think so. I would.
0: I would think, but no, not that's a really good question. All right, that is uh, about thirty five minutes of NFL talk. Let's switch to the World Series as the Astros go in to DC, and when I mean, I think a lot of people just probably you know wanted to take him out to the middle of the field, shoot him, and bury him heading into dc Mm -hmm. down to nothing and they promptly win three
1: in a row quite convincingly as well Yeah,
0: for sure i mean the nationals weren't really in any of these no
1: no um
0: and now they're back trying to close it out tuesday night up three to two
1: yeah well when i saw yesterday afternoon that scherzer was scratched from the start i was shocked i mean this is a guy that uh, bunted a ball off of his face earlier in the year and wouldn't go on the DL with like a broken nose and ended up pitching with it. Um, so when I saw that he wasn't going to pitch tomorrow, I thought, "Wow, what the hell happened to him?" Turns out he had a lot of—he's been having a lot of back issues. They're not sure if he's even going to pitch in Game Six or Seven. Um, they're going to keep him on the roster and not, um, you know, uh, bring somebody else on because you know if you get to a seventh game, it'd be nice to have him in your back pocket, right. but. Man, I mean you, you know, you lose the ability to throw him and you have to go up against Verlander and Greinke in 6 and 7 on the road. It's going to be a really really tall order I think for Washington. I mean, you got to win both against those guys. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know that i I'm, it probably has happened, but I can't think of one time that I can remember that the road team won every game. I mean that's what would have to happen for in this right, one for, for the Nationals for to win Nationals
0: to win the series because they need to win both games. Then they're now back in Houston. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's something for the Elias Sports Bureau. We got
1: to get somebody to be our stat boy. We need a <laughs> we, we need we, we need a,
0: we need a Tony Real. before he became the host of his own we show. Do. If
1: anybody knows any high school kids that would love to get tons of ex well, not ton like five minutes of experience <laughs> right. and no pay. Uh, do they still do the community
0: service for the humanities <laughs> class? <laughs> Maybe you could be assigned to our podcast to go look up sports. Maybe, maybe
1: Vic's got to get a kid in tech ed that he can loan out to us. <laughs> that's, that's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's Verlander and Strasburg in Game Six
1: on Tuesday night, and
0: then Grankey and
1: I think Corbin. Okay, yeah,
0: but um, maybe
1: maybe Sanchez, maybe Corbin. you know Game Seven for both those teams. It'll be a bullpen game. And... where
0: does George Springer rank in terms of World Series or playoff? comeuppance
1: he's up there man I mean really he's up there he is something him and Altuve too I mean Altuve the other night that little guy <laughs> I mean his arms are about a foot long I don't know how he's in the major leagues but he's ripping shots down the left field line mm-hmm. and getting doubles and triples and he's a hell of a player I mean
0: I haven't watched much of the series but the from what I have seen and what I've read it's just Springer home run Springer home run spring and it's like didn't doesn't he just he just always does this yeah I mean, he has, he's, he's the last couple of years.
1: He he's kind of like uh, what was the guy in the Royals, Sal- Salvador Perez, a couple years ago mm-hmm. for that. Who who just time and time again, big hits, home runs when you need them. Um, yeah, Springer mm-hmm. Springer's a hell of a player. All right. um, one one more thing sure. I wanted to hit with baseball, and I uh, I haven't got this a hundred percent confirmed, but I saw online the other day that. Um, the the Major League Baseball contract with Majestic has run out. I
0: know where you're going. With and
1: this. Nike, I believe, is taking over the contract. And there was some chatter about the Brewers changing changing uh, logos and uniforms. Um, from what I read, it sounds like the uh, the M logo with the barley underneath mm-hmm. is gone.
0: Okay, so that one right there on your Ryan Braun poster, that one is
1: gone, and there was one other like a like an alternate logo that's gone. I think they're going to permanently be ball and glove logo, which which they should have been. They never should have got rid of that
0: because that was it after. And I can't. I haven't.
1: It was in the nineties. I
0: haven't kept track of the whole logo change. How many logos changes was it from? the ball and glove to well, the current one right now. I know there was the block letter the M and the B.
1: There was the one with like the, like the other. green teal. Yeah, exactly. It's 3 or 4, okay. I think, but um, I'd be very very pleased if they stick with the ball and glove. I think that's one of the best logos in sports. Don't disagree. And then um there was some chatter about maybe the permanent home uniform being the pinstripes the Friday the Friday night yep, ones I'd love that. which I'd be cool with yep. as well but um I don't know just okay. something to keep your eye on okay. I'm sure if that is the case um there will probably be some kind of maybe reveal of some sort at Brewers sure. on Deck in January oh, yeah,
0: there go. Sure. Um,
1: so just just something to so kind we'll, of keep your eye on
0: Okay well they'll they'll get that done in a couple months yeah. All right uh let's move to the college ranks Badgers drop five spots, number 13, to number 18 after they get piss-pounded by Ohio State, at least in the second half.
1: College football is just dumb.
0: I like it. I know a lot of people. There, there's been a lot of hate it's online just and stuff. I
1: It's the same four teams or five teams every year. See, Everybody I'm, else, it doesn't mean anything.
0: But I don't need to watch those four or five teams every year to be entertained. I can watch any team and be entertained.
1: Well, that's your... A microcosm. A, a, I understand. A, a rarity in that, that, that,
0: that regard. That's fine. Um, but... Like you had mentioned, they Ohio State, and I know a lot of people had said this after the game, you look, and I was talking with our, our Badger guy that we talked to, Ben Wargle, you look at every position at Ohio State, well, that guy could go in the first round. Mm-hmm. That guy could go in the first round. That guy could go in the first round. They legitimately have top NFL talent at almost every round. Oh, yes at every position. Yes. Yes. I mean their whole team basically could get drafted at some point or another it seems like. And then you've get you you've got these guys that at some positions that are 2 3 star underachieving hard workers, you know, or I should say overachieving hard workers that they get in there but then they face top tier talent that's been coached up and they can't do anything. Well
1: again. it's like my it, it it's like Tariq Cohen on the Bears being 5 foot 6. It's some you can play with them but there there comes a point whether it's in a game or in a season when you face a certain team, that you just get overwhelmed with talent. And that's kind of what Ohio State does to these teams. And, you know, I, I was driving to the Buck game um, Saturday afternoon, listening to the Badger Post game with uh, Tim Scott and mm-hmm. Scott Nelson. Yep. And then later on, I saw a tweet from Monty Ball. I was
0: just going to go that I didn't see that you put yeah. that in the notes because I, w- I saw go it Go ahead and
1: read that. Monte Ball,
0: because you and I had talked during the game, and, mm-hmm. and we had both talked about and you had mentioned it, there's no downfield passing. Cone does not go deep. They don't run anything downfield. It's check down. It's screen. It's all this stuff. That they don't they don't try to get these receivers downfield at all, and then no sooner had you said something, but they I think they scored a big right. long pass the, the one on a, touchdown yeah yep. But then Ball comes out afterwards and says, and this is a former Badger, by the way, and fairly successful one. "quote We can't be so one dimensional all the time. This whole Wisconsin identity air quotes way is really is getting real old." We look great against the Kent States of football, but when it's time to actually play some football, this is Wisconsin. Some may not like this tweet, but it's the truth. End quote.
1: And and Scott Nelson said basically the same thing on the radio in the post game, you know. And and, and we both have met Scott. He's a very mm-hmm. nice guy. He's obviously very plugged into the program. For got sure. a, got a son on the team, mm-hmm. whatnot. Former player there, you know. And like, and he made the point. You know, I'm not saying we need to run the spread. No. But you need to at least be diversified enough and modernized enough where when you play the, and and like Ball said, when you play Kent State, Northwestern, Purdue, Indiana, you can get away with just smashing the ball down people's throat for three quarters, wearing down the smaller D linemen, and running the clock out winning the game. But when you're playing a bunch of four- and five-star guys, you can't do that. And Jonathan Taylor, I saw people were, you know, kind of oh, Jonathan Taylor's not that good. It's like if you watch that game, he's getting the ball in the backfield. There's three guys there. Right. I don't care who if it's Walter Payton back there, you're not going to be able to do anything. Mm -hmm. When when they're lining up nine guys in the box and daring Cephas, Taylor, Davis to beat him one on one and say to Jack Cohen, throw the ball, man. Paul Christ, show some guts, throw the ball down the field. We're daring you they won't do it
0: no they won't and and again i said it last week i don't understand how taylor is not the featured guy he seems to be taking a lot of time off so they can get in garrett grosick yeah and and i know this guy is versatile he's good at pass blocking he's good at getting you know the ball in space and and out on screen passes but he's not a breakaway marquee player he just doesn't have the talent level you need to have Taylor be able to do that you need your best guys on the field and there is a big drop in talent from Jonathan Taylor to Garrett Groshick Groshick may be able to do more things but he doesn't do them anywhere near as good as Taylor does right
1: and the only the only thing i could see from chris's point of view is they maybe they just don't want to kill taylor that's fine you know um Good for you, but I, you, I, but you got to go win games. Yeah, yeah, you
0: got to go win games. I mean, I, I understand you don't want to have your players murdered before their their illustrious pro career even kicks off, but that's not your concern as well. I mean, you've got to look out for your players, but you also got to go win games. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me that having Grosick on the field half the time is going to help you more than having Taylor on the field three quarters of the time.
1: Well, and the other thing that Nelson said too was. You know, this is one of those situations where, you know, you've got Graham Mertz sitting there, and there, there is a segment. There, you know, there's always a segment of the fandom that loves the backup, and he was the high recruit, and everybody loves that and whatnot. And some people, and I know you, you're not a Jack Cone guy, um, not but, really, but you know, I don't. I'm not think, calling for his head like I was horny, bro. But I don't think this is an ability issue with him. He's just not getting the opportunity to try to throw the ball down the field. I mean, he made that pass. He made to Taylor on the right corner of the end zone. He mm-hmm. dropped between two guys. That was a beautiful throw. I mean, that's an Aaron Rodgers type throw. Mm-hmm. So it that's there. Uh, now, do you? And again, I'm not saying he should throw the ball 45 times. You could still only throw the ball 25 times, but they can't always be four yard outs. Right. You know, or they can't be bubble screens. They can't be these little, you know, seven yard curls to Jake Ferguson in the middle of the field, where you're trying to squeeze it into this two by two window, and he's getting smashed from both sides. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's not a recipe to win. And Don't disagree. And when you're, you know, when you play a team like Ohio State, they stack the line, and you're in third and eight, third and nine, and you're throwing those little dink and ducks, and it's like, okay, now you got to get the other five yards receiver. Right. That's right. It's tough to do.
0: So Wisconsin on a bye this week. They come back against Iowa. Weird kickoff at three o'clock a week from Saturday, um, and then they're at Nebraska. They're at home against Purdue, and then they travel to Minnesota to try and get the action. Two,
1: back. two so. games back of the of the Golden Gophers yeah. right now, so yep. yeah. they got some work to Minnesota's do. Minnesota's up to thirteen. It Michigan needs some help. The yes, you, they do. You got to hope Penn State beats Minnesota. That's kind of the I can't
0: believe Penn State's in the top five. Yeah, that's amazing. All right. So fresh off um your NBA preview, Bucks are 1 and 1. You were at the game against Miami. Tough loss, fourth quarter lead, second half lead, done, overtime loss to Miami. Um and then they win their opener, they got to come back and they beat the Rockets. So um one comeback and one lead blown.
1: Yeah, they've played two full games and they've had two good halves. Okay. So they played a pretty awful first half against Houston. They we're down 17 at the break. Um, picked it up a lot defensively on on the Rockets in the second half, and the Bucks were finally able to kind of hit some shots. Giannis really got going. Ended up with a triple double. Um, Has he
0: fouled out both times? Yeah,
1: fouled out on a garbage call, but it didn't it didn't kill him. They still ended up winning the game. Yep. Um, Saturday afternoon in the home opener, um, kind of a sluggish first quarter. The Bucks really picked it up in the second. Um, Second quarter, ended up uh, scoring 70 points in the first half, had a 21-point lead earlier in the third quarter, and then the wheels just came off. Um, very frustrating to watch. It was, you know, these teams, and in, in, in Houston did it in the first game, and the Bucs did it in the second game. These teams get so enamored with shooting threes. The Bucks go three for 25 in the second <laughs> half against Miami. At some point, you gotta go to the basket. You gotta try to get to the free throw line. Shoot a fifteen footer. You know, there's there's people you know, there's people that you and I kind of joke out joke about locally here that are all about the three and you gotta shoot the three and this and that and three's three's more than two. Well, you know what? You know what though? Two's more than zero.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: And when you're struggling to score and the other team is, is um, constantly going down and cutting into the lead, cutting into the lead, cutting into the lead and, and getting all the momentum, you got to find a way to score, and that's not necessarily shooting a contested 25-footer. Um, the game ends up going into overtime. Giannis again follows out on another garbage call, and uh, the Bucks end up losing a game at home that they should have won. I, I told my dad on the ride home that's the worst loss of the Budenholzer era. That's the worst loss than any loss they had last year. Um, you can't blow a 21-point lead at home without to a Miami player. team without their best guy. That's just inexcusable. Um, but, you know, some things they got to clean up. Way too many fouls. So far, they've got 59 fouls in two games. Last year, they were the league leader. They averaged only 17 a game. Wow. So that's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Twelve of those fouls are Giannis. Um, Bledsoe has had five fouls in both games. Middleton had five fouls in the game on Saturday. Um so just, you know, out of position, step slow, reaching. Um, and you know, frankly, they have had some calls to go against him. Um way too many threes, like I said. Um I don't get what's going on with Giannis right now with in with the officiating. Um he's the MVP of the league. And you fouled him out twice in the first two games. Now I'm not saying that you don't call stuff, but the two fouls that he's been fouled out on, there's no foul there. So it's it's hate to do it. The Wisconsin inferiority complex. Small market small market. Bucks aren't getting any love right now. So right. we'll see. It's only two games in. Okay. Um, you know, and Giannis even came out and said that, you know, I don't foul out if I don't make Three stupid fouls earlier in the game, and he's right about that. He
0: takes some responsibility, and he at least knows he put himself in bad positions. He wasn't
1: complaining, but you know, that's something they got to clean up. Um, Middleton and Bledsoe have just not played well the first two games. Uh, Middleton was real hot in the first quarter the other night and then disappeared. Um, You know, Bledsoe, you know, Bledsoe, I'll give a little bit of a break. He pretty much missed the whole preseason with that broken rib. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of rounding back into form a little bit. But nobody, you know, Giannis had a great first game. His stats looked real good on Saturday. He did not play well. I think he had nine turnovers and Ooh. and fouled out. Um so nobody's really turned it on and played well yet. they 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 got a Cleveland team at home who the Bucks should absolutely win this game. Um
0: beat him three out of four times last year. Yep.
1: Then they got Boston at at Boston yep. Wednesday, and, and then, then a, back
0: home to Toronto. That's yeah rematch. That's a tough couple of games uh, after after tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, yeah, not, not to get too wound up about. I mean, you know, you look around the league, and right, you know, right Golden
0: now Golden State hasn't won a game.
1: Golden State was down forty the other night to Oklahoma City. They haven't won a game yet. Um, the the Pelicans, who are a team that everybody thought might be doing well, they haven't won a game. Minnesota, who everybody thought stinks, they're three and zero. Atlanta's two and zero. They were the worst team in the so it's it, you you know it's early. Every, okay. everybody will figure it out. Right. Um, one thing that I really hope they figure out and get rid of is this new challenge rule. I had,
0: haven't followed so
1: I mean <sighs> we got enough stoppages in <laughs> sports, dude. It's just why Good.
0: I'm. I understand. You
1: know, I mean, and then I read, you know, last night in the baseball game in the World Series, the umpire missed a, a pretty significant strike three call. They're talking about now we got to get the uh, the computerized robot right, umps. That's right, robot umps. You know, and it's like, wh- is this ever going to end? <laughs> I mean, th- these games aren't supposed to be perfect. They're not supposed to be 100% flawless. Right. Like, that's the but beauty of the game. It's part of the game. game. Um, I understand that the Mike Greenbergs of the world want to uh, just yeah. get everything right, but you Lally. know what? That's, that's not life, man. <laughs> that's not life, and I, I'm okay if that drags into sports sometimes. Sometimes your team gets screwed. Yep. Sometimes your team gets the benefit. Packers are getting a lot of benefits this year. Last year they got about three times where they got screwed. That's just how it works, and I'm okay with that. Yep. It gives you something to complain about if you love the team. It gives you something to complain about if you hate the team. I understand. That's part of the deal. Okay. So um one last thing I wanted you I wanted to get your take on. Okay. It. Let me see if I can find sure. this real quick. Yep. Um so the Bucks played Miami on Saturday. Right. And Tyler Hero is a rookie guard for the Heat.
0: Whitnall product.
1: Product of Whitnahl. Um, famously committed to Wisconsin. Yep. And then decommitted uh-huh. and ended up going to Kentucky for a year. Correct. And, was, then, and
0: then jumped to the draft. Yep,
1: jumped to the draft. He was a lottery pick uh, this year. And uh, let me see if oh, I can find oh, it I here.
0: time. Um, I know where you're going with it. I think I saw the tweet, actually. Yeah, so
1: during the game, um, well, Tyler Hero started and was introduced as a starter. And when he came out, he came out to a small smattering of booze. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Sam Decker... Um, former Badger star, came on uh, Twitter here and said, if you're in Milwaukee right now and you booed Tyler Hero getting announced as a starter in a second career NBA game, you're a miserable person. <laughs> the kid's living out his dream. There's more to life than a recruit not going to your favorite school. Embrace the hometown kid. And then and that's it, coming from a guy who yes. went to the school yep. that the guy scorned. And I, my initial reaction to that was, oh, shut up, Sam. Quit being such a goddamn baby. The guy's a professional athlete. He's on the road team. He, he, you know, whatever. But then I thought about it a little bit, and and I do tend to agree with Decker. Um, Hero
0: actually responded. He did. He thanked Decker. And He said, Sam always tells it like it is or something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, Give me, what do you think? I mean... Well, I... I
0: agree with your part about the guys are professional. He can handle booze because people get booed all the time. However, those are the same people that get bad mouthed and who people constantly attack for tweeting at or talking bad about the athlete when they're in uh, when they're in high school and about to go to college and they're a, still a quote unquote kid making a decision. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now a couple of years have passed and now they're just free to attack. You know what I mean? So I I'm just wondering what the transition has been. My opinion has never been to personally attack those people. Am I am I a little bit disappointed, am I a little bit angry that that a, a, a nice recruit that's especially an in-state guy doesn't go to the team that's in-state that I cheer for. Of course. Does it make me want to see their career be a miserable failure or watch them turn their ankle on their first preseason practice and then be done for a year? Of course not. However, I'm not afraid to give a guy some shit. You know what I mean? It's it there's no malice. I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm not spiteful. It's just that oh didn't want to come to our school no oh, that's that's too bad that you're getting booed. Mm, sure, tough, tough sure. for you. you know I mean it's I don't take it that seriously enough. I mean there are people that you know bleed whatever color they bleed for their school and take this stuff way beyond what it should be. Those are the people that need help Now I think Decker is just kind of grouping everybody and putting them all into the same boat sure which I think is
1: well and he and he said it if you're one of these people, and then a bunch of people that are sitting at home that aren't at the game are tweeting back at him, which was sure. this was the funny yeah. part.
0: So, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I don't think it's a problem, but going back to the recruiting part of it, was I a little bit angry and upset that now one of the blue bloods got somebody that Wisconsin couldn't keep? Yeah, of course, because it's. I'm just tired of that kind of thing.
1: Well, it was funny reading through some of the comments then after Decker's post and some of the people that were going back at him, you know, and people were saying, I would never cheer for anybody that decommitted from Wisconsin. He showed his true character, blah, blah, blah. And one of the interesting things was that somebody wrote in, would you cheer for Jonathan Taylor? Because he committed to Rutgers.
0: I didn't even know that.
1: And then the Badgers offered him and he went, oh,
0: I'm gonna go to Wisconsin. I'm gonna go to Wisconsin,
1: kind of like with Hero. Kentucky came calling, and he went, "Oh, right." You mean the school that puts eight guys a year into the NBA? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go there. So I don't
0: blame I, anybody for those kinds of decisions. I, I really don't. It's I, in their best interest. Right.
1: I, as a rule, don't boo pet players. I'll boo calls. I'll maybe boo the other team if it's somebody for the Cubs hits a home run. Timeout. If the Cardinals come to Miller, Puck, I will boo Molina. <laughs> I will boo Molina. That is true, but that is a, that is a rare okay, exception. Right. For the I most, for the most had part, to think of one yeah. guy who would for no, sure be on that no. list. For the most part, like I would, if the Packers, if I was at a Bear Packer game yes. and the Packers scored a touchdown, I would. Boo the Packers, but I'm not going to boo Aaron Jones for scoring the touchdown. And that's kind of where it's like, okay, well, the people that were booing on Saturday, were you booing him because he's on Miami, or were you 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 booing him because you have a personal vendetta against him because he didn't go to Wisconsin? No, I understand. So um, it was kind of cool though, walking around the arena. I I saw quite a few people in Tyler Hero jerseys. Okay, some Miami ones, some Kentucky ones. Um, You know, look, I, I. I feel the same way. I mean, I'm not a Badger fan, but I would just assume that if the if the kid didn't go to Marquette, he's from Wisconsin. I would just assume that he went to to, to Madison. Um, just keeping in but state people. You know what? Though at the end of the day, having kids from Wisconsin in the NBA is a, is good, a good is, is a good thing yep. for Wisconsin uh, basketball. Not not necessarily collegiately, but as a whole, um, it helps in recruiting um it gives more kids opportunities to you know because let's face it i mean the badgers are really only going to get one or two kids a year at most from the state and marquette might get one or two from the state and maybe a couple go to milwaukee and one goes to green bay but there's a lot of kids now in wisconsin that are getting division one scholarships more than ever just you know because of exposure and Mm -hmm. whatnot that are getting to go all over the country and play so you know um I mean, you're not going to boo Alfonso McKinney when he comes to town uh, tonight with the Cleveland Cavaliers because he went to UW-Green Bay. No. You're going to be like, oh, wow, that guy went to Green Bay. There was a guy on the Cleveland Browns yesterday that's tight end who played basketball at UW-Milwaukee. If he scores a touchdown in Lambeau Field, that's cooler than shit. Yes, it is. Uh, and, but- uh, it's not booable. You, no. you boo because the Browns scored. Well, right. But you but but like, oh, don't that boo that guy, guy. Yeah, like right. piss on that guy. Yeah, no. 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 So no, no, you're right. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting thing and you know, fandom's a hard thing to explain. Yes, it is. People get very irrational. Oh well that's and I, and, and, fanatic. And, and players when they get to be professionals, I think there's there's a disconnect. I think they forget I think
0: so. That like how far that they've come from that yeah, the, the, from that basic you
1: know, the the passion that Decker lived off of in Madison with right. the rabid fan yes. base. You know, you got to remember that that also can translate to the pros. And, totally you know, agree. when you're making millions of dollars, people all of a sudden look at you a little differently and think your your skin should be a little thicker. And <laughs> But, you know, I, I wish Hero nothing but the best. And and hopefully he has a nice long career and makes a bunch of money. And he's in the Wes Matthews, uh, <laughs> right. Devin Harris, yeah. Steve Novak. Karan uh, Butler, Reese Gaines, all these Just guys. Make it
0: a good name for yeah. Wisconsin basketball. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is the intentional follow for this week. You have a decision to make because I'm out of the country next week. You are going to have a guest host? We're not going to have Ooh. a show. Because I'm not calling you from the Dominican. No,
1: no, that's fine. Um, I'll have to think about that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what we'll Maybe do. We'll
0: have a show. You can email. I have my laptop. Maybe I'll put it up there. But, okay. But if, we'll you, see. if you send me, I won't make. So. I won't
1: make you do that on your vacation. All right. You got to have a little time with Mama. I'm
0: gonna be. I'm gonna be in paradise. That is for certain. And I cannot
1: wait. Just, just uh, make sure that the uh, nothing slips by the goalie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the title for our podcast, excellent. That is the intentional follow for this week. He's Dan. I'm Josh. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Tell your friends, and we will see you
1: next time. Go Bucks!